0: Which one is your favorite Geico commercial? Because there's obviously the tiny house is a good one that we just saw.
1: I think for me it's hump day. You think? That's a really oh, good one. Oh, God. Yeah. Hump day is just so great. Cavemen was unbelievable. Now, um, which caveman? Because there were a lot of cavemen. I like episodes. the biker
0: bar caveman.
1: Oh, that's a good one. I always like the one where they're sitting at the table with the ad exec and he's like apologizing, not realizing they were still around and they're ordering some fancy food. Oh, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah. No, they have amazing ones. Did you know that that commercial led to an actual TV show for Yeah. I,
0: okay, I, I thought so. It sounds like it's either it was a TV show or it was a TV show made of commercial. Like it was a commercial faking a TV show.
1: It was literally the Cavemen became so popular that ABC decided to make a TV show what about Cavemen. It? Yeah, and it was terrible. I think it lasted maybe three episodes. That sounds about right. Three, two, one, action.
0: thirsty myself what is up guys it is two beers deep we are finally back with our first podcast episode that's going to be dropping in 2018 because i 2019 2019 thank you because the (laughs) last show of 2018 we started recording halfway through which was annoying on my part. Mm-hmm. And then the last live show, obviously, we remembered at the end of it that Derek did not press record. Uh-huh. So we are staring at the software right now. It looks like it's recording. looks like it's going strong. So first actual podcast episode of twenty
1: nine. I can see it measuring your voice. I can see it measuring mine right now. So, hey, I think we're off to a solid start right now. Which is super cool because I'm eating a sandwich, and I can see if I'm making noise. That sandwich does smell amazing, by the way, I must say.
0: Five-minute like, little... You know where I got that? What? Um, me and Fisher... Helped Frank and Sarah Marshall move out of their apartment to their new place. And they were like, yeah, like, if you like, this is all the stuff we're just giving away or throwing away. And they had this sandwich maker. And I was like, yeah, I'll take that. This was like three years ago. Mm -hmm. But literally, you just put English muffin, meat or cheese or whatever. You put another layer down. You crack the egg in like an open basin. And then when the crack, like when it's <clears throat> up in five minutes and the egg's done cooking, there's like a bottom, it's like a trap door. Mm-hmm. So you slide the bottom out and the egg falls onto the sandwich.
1: So what made you now decide to break it out after all these years? I
0: got home today and I was super hungry. And I was like, all right, what do we have? Is I have English muffin? I have an egg. I have some ham and cheese. And I was like, where's that machine? Because you then, were coming up in five minutes. And then the
1: light bulb just kind of went off your head. Just oh, like, like, oh, absolutely. I can make a hot English Sandwich, and it was worth it. (laughs) Get at me, Starbucks, because that was a good sandwich. No, bravo on your part. I've been I've been addicted lately to Starbucks egg white spinach wrap for some reason. I like Starbucks food to be fair, but it is just it's essentially reheated food. Yeah, it's nothing like special. Man, solid. No, agreed. Yeah, it definitely ain't bad.
0: (laughs) Um, so I did want to say, you know, all right, we started off 2019. We actually have, um. Writers now for once, which is super cool, because in this year so far, wow, we have 12 articles already up on the website in 2019. It's impressive. It's very impressive,
1: yeah. We have a lot of writers that want to contribute to our website, which we thank them tremendously for wanting to get their name out there and put all their opinions out there for people to read. We appreciate it. Some of it we may agree or disagree with, and it's up for a lot of debate. I'm talking about you, Moorhead, and your stupid rankings. but <laughs> Which is hey, one I'm, I'm bringing up
0: on the laptop so we can take a look at it sometime here, but he did come out with his 2018 quarterback ranking. Wow. Um, obviously, and, and the nice thing is that a lot of our conversations on the blog have been hockey heavy.
1: Which that's is true. Good for the
0: people that are annoyed that two beers deep does not really do too, too much hockey stuff.
1: Yeah, as much as we, we both enjoy hockey, it's just something that we can't really talk too much in depth about just because we kind of cover the stuff that's more mainstream. Not well, to say, no, not to say I, hockey I, isn't I, mainstream. I love,
0: I love hockey. I love, mm-hmm. like, is my favorite sport. I don't hate baseball as much as I used to, but I'm predominantly football when it's on, and as soon as football's done... I'll be basketball, and as soon as basketball is done, I'll be NFL draft. Right. So I, I, those are my things. Those are what I find fun. Yeah. and Those are the two that I want to cover. So that's what predominantly our topics
1: are. I think it's also because, like in in normal like you know sports media escape, hockey's kind of not really looked at as a top priority unless you predominantly just watch NBC stuff. That is
0: actually really true. If you consider like most sports shows or podcasts or blogs or whatever the The people that are the hockey guys mm-hmm. are just hockey guys
1: that's very like, true. like
0: some of them like soccer and stuff too, but they're pretty much just hockey cover guys yeah and but what's oh my God, are you watching that Oh so, yeah okay I'm oh, sorry yeah, everybody, obviously you can't see this um I didn't see that gritty had a Cody Parkey challenge where he kicked a can. No, it stand. was originally
1: a bird box challenge, and then it became a Cody Parkey oh, challenge. Oh, that's so funny.
0: That's so funny. We'll get into that a little bit later, but yeah. as we were saying, you know, the hockey stuff will come um, when it's time.
1: Which we appreciate a lot of the guys who are helping and write hockey on our site, especially uh, Votash, yeah. who we kind of despise every now and then, and Johnny Violence. Johnny Violence is causing some controversy on these blogs, but we appreciate him he for He tries it. to. He does try to. It's weird how that works out. Um, so let's get into a little talk here. I let's let's touch base on Moorhead's ranking
0: first, All right. and then we can break off away from football for a little bit and talk some basketball and baseball. Um, so if you don't know, Austin Moorhead is my cousin. He is uh, a volunteer writer for Thoughts on the Bench, and he does our rankings. So each week he'll give us a power ranking for uh for the which is actually you know what we should have him bring a ranking to the live show since he'll be oh there.
1: that'd be great. The live show is going to be funny, too, because people are going to realize just how absurd some of this stuff is.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. Like, um, like,
1: for instance, the movie one, the hit, the rap song one, and then, of course, I still have problems about Eddie Guerrero, but that's just... Yeah,
0: like, we, we'll, we'll do some drafts of the live <laughs> show, too, which is a good part, but, so he obviously gave us this week, since the power rankings are done, because the regular season is over, his 2018 quarterback rankings. Uh, just to qualify, or to qualify for this list, the quarterback must have played at least half a season or eight games. Two quarterbacks, for example, that would not count on this list would be Jeff Driscoll and Lamar. Jackson
1: was the Driscoll thing like a little stab at his brother? Just out of curiosity.
0: No, it was because he did not qualify for the list because he did not play half the season or eight games. I mean, I feel like it also was partly that too. Why <laughs> wouldn't you just say or eight games? I don't know. And maybe he means half the season in one span or something. But... I, I would think he would, but half the season is eight games. So why would you say half maybe the season he doesn't realize that games? that's half the season? Though. There's 17 weeks though. <laughs> um, so with that being said, at the end of the list, Austin gave his awards. I'm gonna go through it real quick. We're gonna pound down until we get to the top ten. So I this is the list of how they performed in twenty eighteen
1: with statistics. Which for the record, for everyone listening, you really need to go to Thoughts on the Bench and look at this ranking because w- the amount w- of detail
0: W thoughts from the bench spelled the way you think dot com.
1: The amount of detail he put into this article by itself is amazing. Yeah, I also used to copy and paste. True. Uh, stuff in high school. <laughs> uh, so, 32, Josh
0: Rosen, who had uh, 2,278 yeah, passing yards. Um, I, I don't know. I'm okay with him being at 32 because I know his career is going to be good. Right. So, I'm not really worried about him this year on yeah, a team. Yeah, not, that's not every
1: rookie is going to have a great rookie season. Rookies take time to develop, people. Ugh, I that all the time. Number 31,
0: Blake Bortles. Number yes. 30, Ryan Tannehill. Mm. Number 29, Alex Smith, which seems... Seems pretty low.
1: That's true. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like the Redskins were just one of those middling teams that Smith probably added to a lot of those victories. Yeah, I
0: mean, he's not
1: great, but he's
0: good, and I'll die right. on the hill that Alex Smith is a starting quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, well, so let's get down to it. Marcus Mariota at 28. Yeah, Mariota,
1: which, Mariota had a rob season this year because of that Because injury. of the hand
0: injury, yeah. That yeah. Was, it was a, a little bit not fair of a year for him, which will bring us into the whole Matt LaFleur thing because I still don't understand what's happening.
1: Yeah, we're, we'll get to that later on. That's something mm. we're going to have a fun time talking about. Nick
0: Mullins, 27. Sam Darnold, 26. Wow. Case Keenum, 25.
1: No, Nick Mullins being that high was surprising, but what whatever. I think Nick Mullen should be way higher on this Mm. list. 24, Joe Flacco. 23, Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr should be way higher on this list. Even though the Raiders were terrible, Derek Carr had a very, very Just over 4,000
0: passing yards, 7.3 yards per attempt, 253 per game, 10 interceptions, completion percentage of 69%, one rushing touchdown,
1: sacked 51 times, and 12 fumbles. He had a 93.9 QBR at the end of the year. I'm telling you, man, he should have had a much better season if it wasn't for that O-line. Well, if it wasn't for them trading all their players. And- Very true. Eli Manning, 22.
0: Uh, Josh Allen, 21. Jameis Winston, 20, which is horrific. Yeah, too horrific. high. Horrific rate. Too high. Um, number 19, Matt Stafford, right where he belongs. Andy Dalton, 18, right where he belongs. 17, Mitch Trubisky. I little love too Mitchell low. Trubisky this year. He yeah, a lo- little yeah. too low for me. Um, Cam Newton, 16. Dak Prescott, 15. Carson Wentz, 14. And Aaron Rodgers at 13. Aaron Rodgers finished the season with a QBR of 97.6. I think... He had to hit the worst year of his career, in my opinion. I yeah. don't know statistic. I believe statistically it was, but he still threw over 400, or four hundred or forty-four hundred yards for the season.
1: Yeah, I think the fact that he just had a horrible—I don't want to say horrible statistical season, but the worst of his career—and then not making the playoffs probably was the big reason McCarthy got fired. So
0: Baker Mayfield at twelve. Yep. Kirk Cousins at eleven. Too high. And Tom Brady at 10. Wow. Tom Brady finished the season with a 97.7. You say too high for Kirk?
1: Too high for Kirk, Kirk yeah.
0: Cousins finished the season with 99.7. Wow.
1: He actually had a good year for Kirk. Maybe it's the playoff thing that's like blinding my Absolutely. opinion about this stuff. Kirk I, I, threw 30 touchdowns. 30 touchdowns. Holy crap. How many picks, though? 10. Hmm. Same as Carr. No, no, okay, that's true. Same as Carr. I feel like, God, that offense just... Boggled my mind this year because they just had so many great playmakers that you would have thought Kirk Cousins would have had so much fun to work with. And their O line's not, it's not terrible. Like their O line can actually protect very well. But I don't know if it was just, but I think the thing that really threw me off is I remember seeing something that Kirk Cousins' overall record against teams with above 500 <laughs> records is. Playoff eligible is, is teams, awful. basically, yeah. Is straight awful. Oh, yeah, it's butt
0: dirty. Yeah. Um, so ten Brady nine to Sean Watson who threw for four thousand yards eight point two per attempt and a quarterback rating of one oh three point one.
1: What he did with that offensive line is a miracle. That offensive line was absolutely in that no run game. Yeah, and that run game sacks My God.
0: sixty times. They also led the NFL in uh, red zone sacks against.
1: That's incredible. He he really should not have been as good this year as he could have been.
0: Jared Goff at eight, Philip Rivers at seven, Big Ben at six. Big Ben threw for 5,000
1: yards, which, I mean,
0: honestly, he still didn't throw enough yards to the number of times he threw.
1: But to be fair, the argument was that he kind of had to just because of the – okay, I want to stretch that. He didn't necessarily have to because I think their running game should have been good enough that he didn't have to throw that many times, but it was also the fact that they just had so many, you and know... the Steelers don't want to win. So. They had so many deficits that he just had to throw, and that's what always happens with them.
0: Number five, I actually strongly disagree with number five, it is Matt Ryan. Finished wow. the season with a 108.1, threw for almost... He threw for 80 yards short of 5,000. Okay. Um, 35 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 69 complete percentage, 3 rushing touchdowns, 10 fumbles. Like... I, there's nothing uh, – here, here's the real question. There's nothing in between those three guys, Philip Rivers, Big Ben, Matt Ryan, that makes me pick one over the other. So then you have to put Ryan at five. Or you have to put uh, Philip Rivers at five yeah. and Ryan just due to playoffs just and ranking playoff, the yeah. way of, Yeah. Oh, yeah, I completely um, agree with <clears> that. Just a personal thought. We get down to the top three, number three – or uh, top four, excuse me, four, Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. He uh, was unbelievable once again. He's Russell one of Wilson might have had the seen. best year of his
1: career, actually. I don't. I'd have to look into that. I think just in terms of the, he didn't really. I didn't see him make too many mistakes as he usually kind of does this year. Because you know he Ru- can't. Russell Wilson's always one of those guys that kind of is like you know he's running for his life most times. And I mean I, I saw some instances that he was doing it this year, but I just feel like I feel like their offense was just humming so good this year, and especially when they didn't really have any. They had almost no name receivers. They had a no name backfield behind there. So I think with the talent around him, this was one of the best years I think he's ever had.
0: He finished. Uh, what is it? Total QBR. There's no way that's right. So I'm not even gonna look at that. All right. <laughs> well, it says he has a total QBR of 60, and that's weird. Um. Anyway, so we get to number three, Andrew Luck. Number two, Drew Brees, leaving the uh, the MVP himself
1: arguably Patrick Mahomes, at number one who over 5,000 yards as well.
2: Hmm.
1: <clears throat> How amazing is it that a second-year quarterback has just lit up the league like this?
0: Well, and it's not even, I mean, a second-year quarterback for his first year starting, yeah. I think, is the more impressive thought process here because we've seen quarterbacks in their rookie year, second year, whatever, come out and be amazing, but Mahomes had a year behind Alex Smith, who you can't say did anything but prepare him to get ready no, to play. No,
1: absolutely so. not. Mahomes is, I'm sorry, Mahomes, Alex Smith is a pro's pro. Yeah, I feel so. like Alex Smith would be a great quarterback coach down the line. When you think about oh,
0: absolutely, him. yeah, absolutely. Speaking of coaches, two positions have been fired or uh, hired for. Uh, make that two three. positions. Is it three? Three have been filled since yep. all the coaches. Yes, you are right. Um, so let's get to the first one I want to talk about, which is with the Packers. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: do you know anything about Lafleur? Yes, uh, Matt LaFleur was the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans this year. Uh, The year before that, he was the offensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, And the year before that, he was the quarterback's coach for the Washington Redskins. And then I believe he was with Ohio State for a certain time. So he's worked under under Kyle Shanahan, he's worked under Sean McVay, and he's worked under um, uh, Mike Vrabel. I don't mind
0: the hire because I feel like the coaches are getting younger, getting more creative, getting cooler. Yeah. I mean, they're not just these old white guys anymore. Like, the coaches actually look cool. But I don't know if I trust him as the head coach of a team that should be in the playoffs every single year with the quarterback they have.
1: Well, here's my thinking. Especially
0: because how bad the Titans were.
1: Well, here's my thinking about this. Me and you have always talked about how the – coaching carousel one of the reasons that's the carousel it's that it's always the same candidates that are continuously getting job opportunities this is a brand new i'm happy about that yeah this is a brand new young guy never had a head coaching job and he's getting a great opportunity with one of the best quarterbacks in the nfl now your tennessee titan argument my issue with that and i think a lot of people are going to look at this as kind of the reason why they could poke holes into it The reason that he left the Rams to go to the Titans was because when he was with the Rams and he was the OC there, he didn't do the play calling for the Rams. That was Sean McVay who took care of that. So he wanted to leave to get a better opportunity there. So lo and behold, he goes to the Titans. Now with the Titans, I'm willing to give him some leeway when it comes to this year because if you look at it, Mariota was not Mariota this year. He was hurt a good amount. And then when Mariota had his limitations, they developed into the more run attack that they had last year, and that was when Derrick Henry. Yeah, but started enough to break
0: leeway out. to now coach the
1: Packers for four years. Well, I mean, if you look, mean it's a, it's a gamble, it's a gamble. But if, uh, the way I look at it, you have a quarterback who is much more capable to do the stuff that he clearly wants to do. If he comes from that Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan type of mindset, you have Aaron Rodgers, you have a much better passing game behind you. You have to fix the running game, obviously. Yeah. But the biggest thing for LaFleur was deciding that he wanted to keep the entire defensive staff because the Packers' defense was much better this year than previous years past. Love Mike Pettin, and I, they have a very, very young secondary to work with. Yeah. So this is a good hire.
0: Wow, man. Um, yeah, no, I, I like the new hire. I think it's a different hire, and I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what exactly uh, Aaron Rodgers can do with a coach that I think is going to be a little better for Aaron Rodgers.
1: I think. Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to... I think what's going to throw him off at first is kind of the idea that he has a coach who might be a little younger than him.
2: Yeah. Cuz I think
1: a lot of I think a lot of people probably aren't going to mesh well with that, but I think Rodgers will kind of open up to the idea of having a new offense and a new voice. Yeah, to be I hope able to so, man. And I hope he with. uses one of these running backs correctly, so we'll see what happens. I, yeah, I would do too. I, I think Jamal Williams could be a really good running back. for He's my thinking. favorite there. He
0: always has. My, I like him over
1: Aaron Jones just because of his ability. He's, he's a pass-catching back. He's unbelievable. Yeah, I, they need to figure out what to do with Ty Montgomery because he's just – he's not a running back. He's not a – wide receiver, I feel like at this point you kind of have to make him either an H-back or a... Do you think they should get rid of Ty Montgomery, the yeah. Packers? Yeah, I would, yeah. Get rid, I would, I would totally... Look Where at would be, more,
0: like, a good landing spot, do you think, for Ty Montgomery of the Green Bay Packers? See, that's the problem, though, like He's on the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, Ty Montgomery has been on the Baltimore Ravens since he ran the ball out of his own end zone and said F you to the coach and fumbled and lost the Packers the game.
1: I blame this on my concussion from this <laughs> weekend.
0: <laughs> you could tell when I was saying Tyler Montgomery. Yeah, I uh, know. I hate you. I hate you. Uh, well done, Greg. Way to get your facts straight. So let's get At to At least the next... I got
1: the LeFleur stuff down. So yeah, you can thank you for that. Which,
0: I mean, can we even judge if that's real facts? No, you, who knows? You want
1: to look it up? Go ahead.
0: Um. So <laughs> let's get over to Cliff Clint. Click. What's his name? Cliff. Cliff. That yeah. was right. Yeah. Cliff Kingsbury of Texas Tech. Well, actually, well, he he had just gotten hired as USC's OC, right? Yep. Which is crazy. Because then, why would he take the job? Hey, okay. Why did? Well, do you know anything about that? Why do you go from head coach of Texas Tech to a coordinator and then leave that and go to the NFL? Why did he even?
1: Well, take he got the fired. Board? He got fired from Texas Tech. That's right. I'm, okay. Yeah. He yeah. did. Yes.
0: He yeah, got yeah. fired. Um. I caught myself, so it's not a fine. You, yours was bad. Hmm. So he got fired from Texas Tech, took an OC job at USC. USC basically told him that he was not allowed to uh, be interviewed for the Jets or Cardinals job. And Mm -hmm. he said, all right, F you, I'm out. I'm now with the Cardinals. Do you like the hire?
1: I'm not sure. The reason that I say I'm not sure is because he fits the mold of the type of coach that we like, is that he's young. He's someone that is kind of brand new to the scene. And I weird in a weird way. I love the Rosen and Kingsbury pairing. I feel like they could be fun together. My my issue with it when you see a college guy go to the pros, you usually see some sort of success come with them. You know, okay, like, what do you mean? like come with them. Like, like like for instance, like Pete Carroll. I know Pete Carroll started as a pro coach, but Pete Carroll was at USC for a long time, developed yep. his reputation, got national titles, I know there was the whole scandal stuff, but he had success on the field. Yeah, he lost all those games. And then also, if you looked at Nick Saban, for instance, Nick Saban was successful in college, went to the pros, was kind of middle of the pack, went back to college, and now he's a god. But what if Nick Saban would have been able to get Drew
0: Brees in Miami? I don't know. Because the medical staff told him that they didn't want to go after him because of the shoulder, and now Drew Brees is still one of the GOAT candidates.
1: I don't think Nick Saban would have been able to do oh, okay. with what Sean Payton has done for him. I
0: think we'd be speaking the same exact way about
1: Saban as Payton,
0: which is a large step back for what Saban's career has turned into. Mm-hmm. But let's get to this Cliff stuff. So Cliff, obviously, with the Cardinals.
1: I love it because they're both kind of jag off. <laughs> I'm awesome quarterback. I figured you would have liked the pairing. My issue is I think personality-wise, they're perfect, but it's this just whole idea that I can't get past was what did Cliff really do in Texas tech to say that he could be a pro coach?
0: He was cool and he has a hot wife. I'm sure (laughs) that's it. No, I mean at Texas tech, he had Patrick Mahomes and that's the big thing. That's the big thing. I honestly, I think it is. I don't, I think that he had Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes looks amazing. So people are saying, did you make Patrick Mahomes? He's obviously going to say Yes. You know what I mean? Like he's obviously going to take credit for it. Yeah, um, which is smart. And I think if he proves that he can, all, all he needs to do, honestly, is get the ball to David Johnson and Did, your career saved.
1: Was he the head coach when Baker walked on? Yes, he was. I okay. believe so. Okay, so I mean that. I mean, I guess that kind of says something too that you basically have two up and coming elite quarterbacks that have that you've coached. So I mean, that's probably something you could put on your resume, but. I don't know that. That's something that I'm. That's one of the pairings that I'm just really, really kinda yeah. iffy on right now. I, I, it fits the criteria of being different and exciting and new, and that's what we need in the NFL. Agreed. But it's just if I look at that resume, there's just nothing on there that tells me that he's going to be a great pro coach.
0: <clears throat> so, is the next um, head coaching job you're going to talk about the Bucks?
1: Yeah, because that one was apparently made official.
0: Okay. Yeah, because it was rumored. Last I saw. And then it just came up on the latest. The Bucs have offered and has been accepted by Bruce Arians. Yep. The Bucs are now my new favorite team in the NFL. You're a Bruce Arians guy? Uh, huge. Yeah. The hugest. Bruce Arians is the guy that I wish if he's the only guy that I accepted on my Facebook post saying who should be the head coach instead of Tomlin. If Bruce Arians came for the Steelers, I, that's the only guy I'd be okay with. Okay.
1: So my, <laughs> problem, my problem with this too is that I like Bruce Arians as well with the Bucks. Is it hypocritical of us because he doesn't fit the criteria we've talked about for the longest time? Not at all,
0: because he's taken a long break, and he's a coach that like didn't leave on bad, weird terms, and he's not a part of the carousel. Mm-hmm. He left for his health. He, he took time away. He stepped away from the Cardinals after stepping away from... Jobs with the Colts and the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, he took his time off. He went to the booth and he's coming back. Uh, it's the same thing for me as like Harm Edwards or John Gruden. It's not the carousel because the carousel is like Fisher back in the day and Rex Ryan, like those yeah. guys that just kept getting tossed around. This
1: I'm excited about. Okay. I'm intrigued to see how that works because knowing him, I would not be surprised in the slightest. <coughs> I would not be surprised in the slightest if he just does not play. Um, Jameis Winston. Well, after so like that's four weeks. the
0: thing. He's a quarterback whisper. Bruce Arians is is great with quarterbacks. Always has been. Um, basically, you look at a situation with Winston where he got benched, not just for disciplinary reasons, but because he was bad at football this mm-hmm. year. Yeah, and you really you look at it, and uh, it, th- I mean, they're going to pick up his fifth year option, but they're not going to keep him. There's no contract extension coming for Jameis Winston unless Bruce Arians can get along with him because basically what they're saying, in my opinion, by hiring a new coach, getting rid of Derek cutter, is they're saying this new coach is going to bring in a new regime. He's going to bring in his own team. And if they tank this year and have a high draft pick, they're
1: going to get Tua. That's true. My issue, though, is if you look at it, this is kind of similar to what happened when Jameis first got to Tampa because when Jameis first got there, the head coach was Lovie Smith. And then yep. Jameis essentially kind of drove him out and Dirk Cutter took over. And Dirk Cutter was there for three years. They didn't really do much with Dirk Cutter as the offense because Jameis wanted Dirk Cutter to be the head coach. So how's this going to work now with him, essentially? Like, if you, are, if you are Jameis Winston right now, are you excited to Super have Rosarians as your head coach?
0: Because what it's saying is that he has one more chance. If they keep Dirk Cutter, that team is not winning anything. So, basically, they're just going to let Dirk go and then let Winston walk, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Jameis Winston can throw the ball. Jameis Winston can lead a team. Jameis Winston is athletic. He is great. But he's kind of a dumbass. And I think (laughs) Arians is the right guy to kick him into shape.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I look at that offense, too. That's some fun stuff that he could work with. You still have Mike Evans, who's yep. who's criminally underappreciated for how good he you is. You got him.
0: O.J. Howard had a breakout year. You mm-hmm. have Cameron Brate. You have Rojo, if he ever gets on the field, Ronald Jones. I don't
1: even know what happened to him this year. He I mean, just wasn't as good as Peyton Barber, which is pathetic. I know. Peyton Barber's really not that good, either. I think they, also, they still have Jaquiz Rogers, who's getting reps, too. Yep.
0: Yep, had him since forever Mm -hmm. basically the other team i want to talk about is the denver broncos are getting close Uh, that just ticked across the bottom of the screen here Mm -hmm. what are the odds that they sign munchak in your opinion (sighs) mike munchak if you don't know is the offensive line coach for the pittsburgh steelers here but he was the head coach for the tennessee titans uh previously
1: if it's tough because the way that i look at it munchak was the o-line coach for about four Five seasons now? I'd say it's four or five seasons. He made
0: arguably the best unit in the NFL. Yes.
1: I think because of that, he might be the favorite. Because the other argument that you could look up with Fangio is that Fangio came from San Francisco. Yep. Then went to Chicago. He kind of had a really young defense to work with and then got Khalil Mack. And then all of a sudden their defense just exploded. Yeah. Fangio has Vaughn Miller, Bradley Chubb, and all these guys, too, so you could lean towards that, but Munchak might be the better idea to go with because that offense is just – there's nothing about that offense that excites me. Really? Yeah. I think – and also because I think the protection there is not Not good Not even the running game? The I'm running game, excited for the running game in the future. The running game is good, but I feel like, but they definitely need more O-line help on that. Fair, too.
0: absolutely. But then you look at Philip Lindsay and, and uh, Royce Freeman, what they've been able to do this year, uh, notably Philip Lindsay. You also have Emmanuel Sanders, um, who obviously was hurt and this and that. But they have Cortland Sutton, and they still have I can't remember his name right now, a quarterback or a, a wide receiver out of Louisiana State Tech that was supposed to be very good and is not very good but i'm just saying there's room to grow plus jake Butt, if he ever gets to be a shadow of what he was in college it uh-huh. would be
1: fun so i i think i think fangio would work if he wanted to like highlight that defense but that yeah. defense has so much talent already that you don't really need a defensive minded coach i think munchak would be a would be a better option to be honest with you
0: agreed um absolutely so let's all right let's get off there and also by the oh, way
1: yeah? munchak does not count as part of the carousel because he no. was a line coach for five years and kind of redeveloped yeah, himself he re- to be here he re- he earned himself. Yeah. He earned that.
0: So then we get over to, um, let's get to basketball. Right. So something came out today that you brought to my attention that I did not see. And that
1: was, uh, go ahead. Uh, it was, so the biggest rumors going around now is, uh, Anthony Davis and what's going to happen with him. Um, obviously best player in the nba yeah arguably the best player in the nba um there's a lot of big (laughs) a lot of big market teams that are probably out to get on the biggest rumor is the lakers which i still don't see happening but jason tatum who is a young up-and-comer in this league right now plays for the boston celtics uh someone i believe asked him if he would he want anthony davis on his team and jason tatum was quoted as saying if he was um the gm of the celtics danny Ainge. God, by the way, Uh, if he was Danny Ainge, he would trade Anthony Davis straight up for Jason Tatum.
0: That, no, Um, on two reasons. One, no, because that is not worth it from the Pelicans' perspective, because they are not that different in it. Like, Anthony Davis, I think, is 28, maybe
1: younger. No, Anthony Davis has to be younger, because he he was drafted... 26? Younger than that, probably, because he was drafted... He was drafted out as a, as a freshman, so he could have been 18 or 19. He's only been in the league for maybe yeah, five years. He's 25. Okay.
0: Jason Tatum would be...
1: Jason Tatum is 20 right now, I believe.
0: Yeah, yeah so 20. you're looking at a five-year gap where Anthony Davis is easily top three in the NBA at least. Jason Tatum's good. Mm-hmm. He's arguably top 20, maybe. Um, obviously, in his third season... Uh, or second season. Second season. Second season. He was unbelievable last year. He was yeah.
1: remarkable. I didn't think he was going to be that good when he when he started last year.
0: It's a Duke thing, man. It's a Duke it thing. It is a Duke thing, apparently. Um, but what I'm getting at here is that there is nothing in the NBA right now that is worth what Anthony Davis is worth. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have to tone picks and stuff like that. And obviously, Tatum was just speaking in uh, in just kind of hypotheticals, but I, that just would never happen. If I'm the Boston Celtics – I would I would make the trade. Okay. But that would be tough too because although you're getting a better value, you're getting a better player, you're getting the future. You're pretty sure what you have with Jason Tatum right now. Uh, there's always a big question with a trade. Is the player going to pan out in a new city with a new crowd and new teammates? Right. There's always a big question mark on any trade, but you Mm -hmm. know what you have with Jason Tatum, which is a star.
1: My issue is that I feel like the Celtics have a depth when it comes to forwards, that I feel like if they get rid of Jason Tatum, would it suck not having a controllable asset that could potentially be, you know, an elite player in a couple years? Yes. But Anthony Davis is a— Is a perennial all-star, you know, all NBA player that is a huge difference maker that could may be a make-or-break, you know, thing for them to essentially rule the East for years to come.
0: Yep, absolutely. But I thought that was funny, Tatum just being like, "I would, yeah, I would trade me for him."
1: That that's very honest of him. You don't high remarks, yeah, yeah. You don't see two guys who would be who would be like that and do that it was kind of a weird comment that i saw when that came out so
0: where do you think james horton ranks offensively all time
1: all time ooh, uh top 15 maybe top 15 all time offensively top 20 yeah it's ooh. i'll do i'll do top 20 you went the other way yeah top 20
0: I think he's top 10. You think? Offensively, numbers-wise, ability-wise, his MVP season was unbelievable. Mm. Um, I think he's the best offensive player in the NBA right now.
1: I wanted to get your thoughts on what you thought of his quote a couple weeks ago where he said he's going to get the MVP because he needs it. Um, That I didn't mind as much. Another quote of his
0: I thought was funny was when people were saying uh, every single point you have comes from the foul line, and his answer was stop fouling me. (laughs) I was like, I like that because it's like, yeah, like, look, a lot of his points are from the foul line. Mm-hmm. He hits more foul shots than he does regular shots a game, which is wild. Yeah. But stop fouling him. Now, James Harden is given more than anyone else in the league when it comes to his travels and everything, and it's, it's insane. But um, I don't know. I, I like James Harden. I like when he talks. He's funny. But the whole, I, I need it. No, you need a title. Yes. James Harden, you need a title.
1: That was, that was the point I was going to make, is why on earth do you, would you say that you need an MVP? Yeah, honestly, I, I, there are so many players that have won MVPs that I guarantee would much rather win a ring. Oh, absolutely, Carl Malone, Steve Nash. Yeah, like it, it's not even close when it comes to that. So, I I don't I did not like that comment at all whatsoever. But. If he if he needs it to either inflate his ego or say That's that what he, I think it is you think it is yeah if he needs it to inflate his ego or to kind of prove to himself that he's one of the greatest of all time more power to you but honestly it is the rockets are his team and I don't know if it's just because of the fact that he is playing in an era where the warriors are that dominant that maybe he yeah, needs yeah. Maybe it's just he needs this to... He needs that
0: for himself. He needs to tell his mama he got MVP twice. That's I think,
1: I think he needs this because he wants his legacy to be that elite player, but then he also doesn't want it as an excuse to say, I lived, I played in the era of the Incredible Warriors, and that's why I don't have a ring. Yeah, I guess so. That's a good point. Uh-huh. But I got MVP, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. But it's, uh, that's like for himself. So doujee. <laughs> So let's
0: get over uh, – nothing else too much NBA-wise I want to get touch on, but I do want to talk about uh, – We're going to have
1: much more NBA stuff probably after basketball – probably after football season yeah. ends too, so that's, there's that.
0: So Bryce Harper, $400 million. It seems crippling to a team. Now, someone brought up the point that it's 10 years, so it's, it's 40 million mil a year. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at the fact that if you have all the money, why not spend it? You look at the fact that he affects – because my other point was doesn't he just affect – the game offensively three or four times, and defensively, maybe seven times he actually does. But then you, they talk about no, because it affects the batters before and after him. It affects it does. the pitching south. There's people on base. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of variables yeah.
1: to it. That's why, that's why basketball is one of the craziest I mean, sorry, basketball. Why baseball is one of the craziest sports is because there's so much, many numbers and so many variables that you can do to justify certain things yep. that it takes a while to understand. In terms of the $400 million contract, and I remember bringing this up a few times then. Bleacher Report had this article where it was quoted by a number of different sources saying that this year, payroll in Major League Baseball dropped, I believe, $18 for the first time since 2004, which is incredible. There are a lot of teams with a lot of cash that could probably spend on Bryce Harper right now. But the way that the game is played now, because of the number aspect, because of the idea of using cheaper talent to be able to get the same effects you're probably not going to see the 400 million dollar contract so you think like 350 i'll say i'll say 300 or 350 hmm. would be the max i think well what'll end up happening though is that he won't get a 10-year contract i think he'll probably end up getting maybe a five or six and then we'll see something in like the 150 200 range Damn, still a lot of cheese. And then the other thing too is, if you have a shorter contract like that, there's probably going to be a player option in there too, so he can decide to. Uh, get yeah, out. that's what happens with a lot of guys now. A lot of free agents will try to get the long term contracts, but most of them will probably bid out after the third year to try to get more. Smart. Hmm. That's what Clayton Kershaw did this year, and he did, didn't he? Yes, he did. He got a three year contract and then got more money. Wow, good for him. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I don't. That was the
0: only question I really had with baseball. Except, what do you think Machado lands? White Sox.
1: Right now, it's starting to seem that way. I know a lot of people were kind of guessing that it would be the Yankees, but I, I've been on record before saying that the Yankees just have way, a lot of infield depth right now that I feel like they don't need them. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think, the, I think it's White Sox. If it doesn't end up being the White Sox, it'll be the Phillies, which are always the two guys, the two teams that are also the favorites for Harper, in my opinion. But I wouldn't be too mad if I'm going to the Phillies
0: because they just signed Kutch, and I can root <laughs> for them.
1: You can root for them? Yeah. It's the only Philadelphia
0: sports team I can root for. I
1: told you last week, they're the best best mascot in baseball. Philly Fanatic. I don't know that many baseball mascots.
0: Well, the Parrot. If the Freeze was a...
1: I consider the Freeze a mascot.
0: Such a great thing. It was great. <laughs> that poor guy was just thinking he was going to work at a concession stand.
1: Mm-hmm. And then someone remembered, oh my God, he's fast.
0: Yeah. We could use wow.
1: him. Yeah. Fastest man
0: <laughs> ever. Um so let's, let's get back into football a little bit. Natty Championship, last night, 44-16 Clemson over Alabama. The ass-kicking of a century for Nick Saban. Worst loss Dabo Sweeney ever. comes in and says, this is my team. We are the best. I have a kid that was at prom last year throwing the ball. How much is How much is it on how great Trevor Lawrence is? And how much was it just... Dabo being Dabo.
1: I think it was Dabo being Dabo.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Dabo. Yeah, you you hate this Trevor Lawrence kid. I don't necessarily hate him. I think him. you do. You I hate don't him. hate him. I don't hate, hate his him. guts. I don't hate him. You hate him the way Moorhead hates the Houston Texans.
1: You hate him. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I could. You hate him. You no, said it earlier, don't. you said, I think he's a big pile of doo-doo shit. No, I did not. That is not a quote from me. You that did is... say he wasn't good, though. I said you I... You said Pitt shut him down. No, I did not say Pitt shut him out. I said of all the previous performances that he had this past year including Pitt, Georgia Tech, Syracuse and a couple of the games too, I did not expect this from him. I really did not. I Yeah, you think he's bad. I don't think he's bad. I'm just saying like I after not doing as well against defenses that may be, you know, average or above average going up against a defense that's NFL caliber, I'm very surprised that he played as well as he did. I think this is more of just Having these great weapons around him because Travis Etienne is an absolute stud. Three touchdowns, 89 yards. Mm-hmm. Justin Ross and T. Higgins are studs. Justin Ross had two of the greatest catches that will ever happen in those games. Mm-hmm. They have a very good offensive line, and then just Dabo having a great game plan. Yeah, and I, a shutdown defense. Oh my God, that that is one of the best defenses you will ever see in college football in a long time. Yeah. Especially when you have four defensive linemen that are going to be top three round picks. Yeah, and absolutely. it's not even close. Christian Wilkins might have played himself into a round two grade this year. That's amazing, right there, just from this one game.
0: Yeah, was he really below that?
1: Yeah, because the knock on him was that he decided to come back for a senior year. So last year he was actually projected to be like a late, late first round pick, and he decided to go back. So because there were all that's right because this was such a defensive line heavy class, it kind of pushed him down a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: Um. Wow, that's crazy. So I do want to talk about it a little bit. Obviously, we got to see Trevor Lawrence versus Tua and turn by, the ball over.
1: And by, I like that. And by the way, <laughs> speaking for it, speaking of it. how good that depth is for Clemson, Dexter Lawrence didn't play last night.
0: Nope.
1: That, that's scary <laughs> to think yeah, about, too.
0: Yeah, if they had Dexter Lawrence, that game might have gotten worse, yeah.
1: honestly. I want to point this out about Tua. Two of his last three games, he played against two very elite defenses in Georgia and Clemson and struggled yep. against both of them. What does it say about Tua? <clears throat> it forward? says that
0: he's young. It says that Alabama doesn't have a great quarterback system. Yeah. It says that Jalen Hurts, I think, would do just as well because he's more athletic. Mm-hmm. It says that Tua has a lot of growing to do, but some of the throws he made in the National Championship game were insane. Right. Like he has glimpses of just pure, absolute genius, mm-hmm. um, which I love. And I think the kid's going to have a great career. But it's weird to say that, all right, Alabama has the number one quarterback in the nation. They never have the number one quarterback in the
1: nation. No, they definitely um, don't. I mean, they might not even right now with the way that Kyler Murray and Trevor Lawrence have played. But Is it weird to think that maybe just because of the fact that Nick Saban has this you know generational talent behind center for him that he just doesn't know what to do with it? No.
0: Nick Saban, if anyone knows how to do anything with anything, it'll be him. What I will say, though, is that I don't think he knows how to – and this is obviously just me looking on the outside in. I don't think Alabama is the best place to go for quarterbacks, which is something funny because last year it was the number one college in the world for quarterbacks because Tua came in and he's an instant star sensation, number one pick overall. Mm-hmm. This year you kind of see them be undefeated but carried by weapons and a, and it's one of those things where Jalen Hurts is not a great quarterback. He's no. a good college quarterback. No, Tua could be a great quarterback, so you have to play that hand. Um I don't know. It's interesting.
1: Which, by the way, if you look at that Alabama offense returning, he's getting all four of his receivers back. Yep. He does lose Damian Harris, but yeah. Josh Jacobs, if he comes back, he's going to be a stud. There's yep. a lot. And of they people. always have a good running game in Alabama. They oh, always yeah. do. There's a lot of people that really like Josh Jacobs, by the way, for in the pros.
0: Yeah. Um, let's do a little bit of draft talk. So obviously, Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State came out. He will be the number one quarterback. Where do you see him going this year? Now that the top twenty picks, well, I guess the top twenty four are solidified.
1: Yeah. I I loved his comment today where he said he wants to play for the Giants.
0: I didn't even see that. Yeah,
1: he was he was asked um, <clears throat> about playing for the Giants and he said he would love to play there, which I think the Giants would be a great fit for him. Absolute great fit. Greatest
0: pocket a quarterback in Ohio State history.
1: Yeah, you can you can sit. This is literally the exact situation that Patrick Mahomes could could have been into. You sit behind Eli Manning for a year, and then when you're ready to start, you have an A guy that, first off, I'm fully expecting to be an all-pro running back next year in Saquon Barkley. Yeah. And then you have some great weapons around you, too. I think this is...
0: Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, Mm -hmm. um, Odell Beckham Jr., obviously.
1: Yeah, OBJ, we don't know what's going to happen with him, either, because there's been some rumors about him possibly getting moved, but uh, that's that's for another time. But I think Dwayne Haskins needs to go to the Giants in order for him to succeed. If he goes anywhere else, I think it's not going to be well for his development.
0: Yeah, I, I mean... Anywhere else?
1: If he falls to the Patriots, that would be bad for his development. Okay. you got to take that sentence back. All right, fine. In the top ten, there is no other team aside from the Giants that would work for him in his development long term.
0: I don't know if I agree with that. I don't hate it,
1: but I don't know if I agree with it, Greg. Mm. Let's look at the top ten picks right now. Okay. I know number one is Arizona. Number two is San Francisco. Number three is the Jets. Number four is the Raiders. Number five is Tampa Bay. Number six is the Giants. Number seven is the Jaguars. Uh, I can't remember who eight, nine, and ten are, so this is why I'm glad that Derek's Let's, looking this up for me. Well, that's the big board. Let's type in the word order. <laughs> order, yeah. Weapons. Which, by the way, in case... Anyone is curious, we've talked about this a lot in the draft. This is a very, very weak class with – bless you. This is a weak class with offensive talent, especially a quarterback, but in terms of defense, oof. Arizona Cardinals,
0: 49ers, New York Jets, Oakland Raiders, Tampa Bay Bucks, Giants, Jaguars, Lions, Bills, Broncos, Bengals, Packers, Falcons, Redskins, uh, Panthers, Bear, er, Browns, Vikings, Titans, Steelers.
1: Now, remember, I said top 10.
0: Well, I mean, he could easily end up in New York. That's obviously could happen. Tampa could take him, even though I doubt they will. Oakland Raiders could take him. I mean, I don't see a problem with that because uh, Gruden, I don't think, loves Carr. Um, top three teams have their quarterbacks, so they're not touching them. Right. Um, to be a complete failure at these, though, like, I could see him going to Denver. and I mean, you don't need to be a winning quarterback your first year. Like, they're going to be able to develop you and figure it out. And if there's going to be a quarterback coach you want, it's the owner of your team and John Elway.
1: Speaking of that, president. I would not be surprised if Denver moves into the top five to try to get Haskins. Yeah. I really would not because... That's I'm, why
0: they signed Case Keenum to a two-year deal and they said we have our guy.
1: Yeah, because John Elway has been looking for a quarterback there for the longest time, and the fact that he's not been able to find one, I guarantee you, has to drive him insane. Yeah. Whoo. What are you oofing about?
0: I'm just thinking about... The top, I think he's going to be the only offensive guy, him or Jonah Williams, in the top ten.
1: I don't even know if Williams is going to go top ten. Well, that I think only, he will go
0: out of need to, get to Buffalo.
1: Yeah, it, I think because of need, Buffalo will probably go there. Although Buffalo could probably move down and still get him, because I don't see any other team that can need an offensive lineman. Maybe Miami, but that's you know, I don't know. It kind of depends on that. We'll see. I don't know. I like to Haskins. I think Haskins has
0: a lot of room to grow. But I think he's going to have a great career. And then you look at some of the other guys, the Duke quarterback that comes out. Um, yeah,
2: well, Daniel Jones
0: is going to be an interesting case. I don't know. What... I, yeah, I'm not a big fan of him. Um, just because. I don't know. But I, I was also wrong about Trubisky saying that I thought Trubisky was the number one quarterback, but I didn't think he, that any of the quarterbacks were going to be that good.
1: I didn't think Trubisky deserved to go number two, but
0: I mean, yep. what do I know?
1: That's why we're couch surfers.
0: <laughs> Basically. Um, so let's talk a little bit about wild card
1: weekend in the NFL yeah I can't believe we went this entire podcast without even talking about oh, wild know, results yeah it's crazy so good all right so first game from by the way I went two and two from my predictions from okay. the video show so I mean I think Austin nine. went undefeated <laughs> except he might have
0: had Seattle over Dallas yeah
1: so we'll go with the first game from this weekend it was uh the Colts versus the Texans Colts ended up winning 21 to 7 I believe I, I wanted to pick the Colts, but in the back of my head, I was like, Deshaun Watson in the playoffs, I feel like could do some stuff. But then I remembered after seeing the score the Texans. that they're the Texans and their offensive line is absolute garbage. So And their defense isn't that good. Which, by the way, I've, we've sung the praises of Chris Ballard on this podcast for a long time. I just want to point this out. His two top picks from this past year, Quinn Nelson and Darius Leonard made All-Pro. Yeah, Quentin
0: Nelson is aren't like he was unbelievable you, this year and uh, I would love to have Leonard.
1: On yeah, team. I I wanted Leonard so bad. I can't believe he went that high in the second round, but yeah. yeah, I mean this shows Ballard knows what he's talking about. I mean, my god, you have all pros in your first yep. draft. That's incredible. So, Colts are going to be playing uh the Chiefs in the next round. We'll get to the previews on our live show on Thursday, but we'll continue on. The next game from Saturday was the Cowboys and the Seahawks, which yep. I am very very angry about i'm so angry about did you see the cowboys did you see some of that stuff with with seattle's kicker no it was sebastian janikowski no not even just that it was just one of the weirdest things so their punter apparently got injured so the majority of the kicks that they had to do were drop kicks oh yeah yeah like that was one of the weirdest occurrences i think i've ever seen in a playoff game and i'm and it made me think, well, first off, there's no way that they have a backup punter because you're taking up a roster yep. space for that, so it's dumb. But it, it, it just boggles my mind that something like that would happen in the playoffs. Um, I give credit to Dallas. That defense is legit.
0: Yeah, Jalen Smith looks unbelievable. Jalen Smith looks
1: good. Leighton Vander looks good. And I yeah. love Misham Chidubie-Woozie, man. Yeah. Really, really good corner there. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm pissed that Dallas made it. Um, But, I mean, thankfully they're going to play the Rams next week, which... Yeah, if the Rams
0: lose to Dallas, I will be so utterly mad and surprised and yeah, upset and surprised. And yeah. And upset.
1: <laughs> all right, and then moving on to Sunday's <sighs> games. We had the game that, honestly, probably most people expected was going to happen. Uh, the Chargers ended up being uh, beating the Ravens. Too close. I didn't like it. Lamar Jackson just did not look comfortable. In the comfortable? Comfortable huh. at all. He looked, he looked frazzled, like fumbled the ball a bit. Yeah,
0: well, it's because he runs with the ball out in his hand Yeah, like he did in college, and he fumbled twice off of hitting the ball off of guys. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't even like he was getting hit. He was just fumbling.
1: Yeah, I I saw there were some videos about, like, some of the Ravens fans that were just giving him a hard time about it, and I'm like, guys, he's a rookie. I mean, what were you expecting? Yeah,
0: I mean, they all – so basically – it's love Lamar, love Lamar. Oh my God, we're in the playoffs. Why are we playing a rookie that runs? Right. Like, it's. Oh, Lamar won six like games, and that's insane. But yep. basically, the entire fan base was, we love Lamar. We love Lamar. He's getting us to the playoffs. Oh my God, we got to the playoffs. Why is Flacco not in? Because Flacco didn't get you to the playoffs. Flacco no. was doing terrible before you got hurt. No,
1: and Flacco would not have done well in that in that game either. No. <laughs> and I, th- I think that. Flacco easily goes to the Jaguars. I think that's the best
0: fit for Jacksonville because it's a quarterback that's been there, that's older, that has experience of a Super Bowl, and that isn't that risk adverse. Like it's not like signing Jacoby Brissett or Tyrod where it's like, Could this be good? Right. Will it work out? You're signing a guy that you're like, all right, if it doesn't work out, it's because it was Joe Flacco. If it does, it's because we picked him up.
1: Yeah, it's very easy to kind of use the ring as the reason why we're picking him up, yep. which, which is fair. Because, I mean, I feel like that ring says a lot for you but right You there. earn certain things when you get a Super Bowl ring. Oh. You earn a chance. Oh, absolutely. And so. then, thankfully, the, the Chargers were the better team because we all believe they were, and they're going to be moving on to play the Patriots. That is going to be an interesting game to talk I about.
0: I don't know if we would have beat the Chargers. I don't
1: know either, to be they honest with you. They're so good this year. They are. That sec- defense is unbelievable. That secondary
0: is amazing. Desmond King has been playing out of his mind. Derwin, Derwin James, James is unbelievable. I wish they still had uh, uh, a die or whatever their corner was. I got hurt at the beginning of the year. Yeah,
1: but they have Casey Hayward, who's yep. also pretty good. And then Joey Bosa looks healthy, and he's... Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram were... Melvin Ingram is a god. They were destroying that, He's too good. that O-line. So, yeah, they are going to be a fun, fun matchup against the Patriots, I think. Yeah, and then, the Patriots don't even look like the Patriots this year. It's the crazy <laughs> No. Part. And then, the, finally, the game that most people are talking about, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Chicago yeah. Bears. It was tipped. Yeah, I agree. It was absolutely tipped. <laughs> I, feel, <laughs> I feel horrible for Cody Parkey. He was getting just... He was getting just the loudest chorus of booze, but it was not his fault. It got tipped at the goal, at the line of scrimmage, and that is what you still got to sp- kick it higher than that. But. You do, but oh, I mean, yeah. I, I mean,
0: I, it I th- just happened. It happened. That's it's life. It happened. That's yeah. it. But gosh, man, I. For Chicago to go down like that and for Philly to win like that seems so Philly-Chicago-esque.
1: It does. Like,
0: Chicago finally have Mac, they have the monster of the midway, their offense looks great, Nagy's playing out of his mind. But their offense didn't
1: even do much in this game. (laughs) No,
0: that's what I was going to get at, which is that they basically lost this game.
1: Yeah, there's no denying that. And then, I think their defense played great, but in the end, though, Philly just did a little bit more and that's all you needed why
0: Doug Peterson will be able to game plan for Nick Foles better than Carson Wentz I'll never understand
1: I don't get it either um we'll see how this goes next week though uh Philly and New Orleans are gonna be in a rematch from a game that happened a few weeks ago that was when Carson Wentz was the quarterback though well
0: I think the funny thing is that you talk about the defenses that Philly's played recently obviously most notably um, in this past they, game, they had a
1: gauntlet of defenses they had to play too. I'm pretty well, sure well.
0: Their de- their their offensive line is back to how good it was when they won a Super Bowl last yeah.
1: year. Yeah, Jason Peters is finally healthy. Again. Their
0: offensive line is the best unit in football, mm-hmm. and it's healthy and it's active and it's working again. And honestly, that's scary.
1: You're not you're not willing to go the go the what. You're not willing to go to believe in magic with foals again, yeah? No, or no. You wanna... That's
0: what I'm saying. It's scary that yeah. if this line stays as good as it is, Eagles could see another Super Bowl, which yeah. would be so unprecedented
1: and insane. I don't think it'll happen, but right. wow, we'll get into the the New Orleans and Philly matchup at our live show. So there's that. But yeah, Wild Card Weekend. I Man, I told you, I love, I love it. It's my favorite weekend for pro football. Not enough it, football on. It's not it, my favorite weekend. Is the first weekend. First weekend, because it's like the the hope of the new it's, season. Oh man, it's back. Yeah, it is kind of nice. It's just back. There's a lot of people who like the divisional round as their favorite weekend, and I can kind of see that because yeah, like you're having that. you're having like the elite teams in the NFL face off, and it's all day. So and like, it depends if your team's in the Super Bowl or not. That is very very
0: accurate. That as makes well. Super Bowl weekend the best.
1: <laughs> yeah, but then you get in that weird gray area where you have the week between conference <laughs> championships and the and the Super Bowl, <laughs> and it's like the Pro Bowl's awful. Yeah. The the skill challenges have gotten better, but the Pro Bowl's worthless. Yeah, absolutely. Why is worthless.
0: Antonio Brown out of the Pro Bowl, by the way? Uh, He's out and Juju's
1: in. Yep. Well, to be fair, a lot of the there's a lot of Pro Bowlers that always do that. They like so. A B said he didn't want to go. Essentially, AB said that it was the injury, but I guarantee you it's possibly just because of the fact that he doesn't want to deal with the the media hassle. <laughs> so, and he doesn't want to have to wear Steelers gear where he's down there. Yeah, I would not be surprised by that. I also truly think that if he went, he just would have been hounded by press. The uh, entire absolutely. Time. Yeah. that's
0: all they would have done to him, and and for good reason because he needs to answer for some of these questions people have.
1: No, I think it was a good it was a good call for him not to go. Um, I wanted to get your your take on something too because the All Pro list was released this past week, and by oh. the way, there were some. There are absolutely guys who deserve to be on that list. Um, Pat Mahomes, yep. quarterback, un- unbelievable. Um, I wanted to get your take on Peter King, who I believe is probably the best football writer in the world, in my opinion, truly. He decided that after he submitted his list, after he heard about the Antonio Brown situation, he requested his ballot back to take him off. Okay. I wanted to kind of get your take on that because – Yes, I understand that, you know, Antonio Brown kind of caused a disruption. Wait, so
0: Peter King, after Antonio Brown said he was not going to the Pro Bowl, asked for his ballot back so he couldn't... No,
1: no, 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 Not after the Pro Bowl thing. It was after the whole drama thing happened with Antonio Brown and, you know, lying about the injury and all that stuff and then getting to a fight like that. Peter King asked, you know, to have his ballot back and replaced him off the... Off of his AP team. Huh. Now, now the first team ended up being Michael Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins. So, you know, it's 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 not like they were. It's not like he was. Yeah, they he wasn't starting the there, yeah. right? Like it was right. DeAndre Hopkins had an amazing year, and Michael. Thomas Well, and in was the flex they have Tyreek Hill. Right. So I mean, it's not like he was replaced with some schmo who didn't understand what he was doing. But at the same time, though, like I wanted to get your take on that. What you thought of Peter King, maybe? Requesting for his ballot back just to take a guy off for some bad behavior. Yeah, I'm cool with
0: it, man. It's your vote, it's your ballot. You get to do whatever you want with it. It just depends if they can send it back or not. But I mean, if you think a guy be like, "All right, screw this guy," I'm gonna give it to someone because it's an award and it's something that no Peter King doesn't have to vote for you. It's an accolade. It's something to do with performance, and it's the same argument you can have with any of the guys in baseball that aren't in the Hall of Fame. It's not because of the rules. It's because a lot of writers just didn't like them.
1: Well, the other thing too is that a lot of the guys who aren't in the Hall of Fame, though, I mean, they were. They were confirmed to be steroid users, so essentially the reason that they're not in is because they cheated. If you look at Brown, though, I mean, yeah, it's an off-field hassle. It's true, but oh well, yeah, like- but
0: I think that the stigma with the steroid era guys is that some of the reporters don't like a lot of those guys. For one, steroids, and two, because they were jagoffs. So you look at it, and you're like, all right, we're using that. Like, all right, Peter King is using this fight
1: as a reason to not vote for Brown. Which is which is kind of an issue for me with that because of the fact that if you're going to do the all-pro argument, I feel like it needs to reflect the what you did this season. Like, the reason Patrick Mahomes is first-team all-pro is just because the year he had was amazing. So, it, like, if he was an asshole all year, I mean, I find it hard. Yeah, to but he also that. didn't
0: sit down a game that he could have played. That, like, right, that, that's, like that, that's the fact true. that AB sat out the game because of the fight and said he was hurt when he really kind of wasn't, I mean, I'm not voting for him. All right. Uh, that, he had a good year, but he didn't even have a great year, is the other thing.
1: That's true. Because a lot of the, um, because if I remember correctly, like Juju had better stats, but that was mostly because Juju, AB drew the double team, so Juju was able to get. Yeah, more it's a stats. very good point. But yep. you have
0: to consider the fact that Juju did have a better year. That's very true. So, mm-hmm. whatever. It is what it is. Hmm. Uh, anything else you want to touch on before we close the show?
1: Uh No, I think we we touched on a lot today. Uh, Anything in the world of soccer you wanted to touch on? Um,
0: Sir Alex Ferguson will be back at uh, Old Trafford with the team from, what was it, Uh, the last time they played Bayern. I forget which team it was. But he managed it, and they'll be back. Um, No, not too much going on in there. I think – we had the Polish article come out, so if you haven't read that, go read that. At Thoughts in the best. Which is on. a very
1: good article. Which, by the way, after that happened, uh, Timothy, we uh, decided not decided, but he was signed out on loan to play with uh, Celtic for the rest of the year, where yep. he's going to get a little bit more playing time. Which good for him because I mean, when you're at PSG, opportunities are kind of low when you're going to be playing. And he's that going talent. to a
0: top loan team, like they're they're the premier Absolutely. team in the Scottish Premier League. So it's very nice to
1: be. To Absolutely, there. he's going to get a lot of playing time, help with his development, and good for him. Sweet
0: man, uh, guys again we have the live show at Scratch Food and Beverage Text us, call us. It's on Facebook if you need
1: directions. Um, yeah, otherwise, so we will see you guys Thursday. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate everyone who comes out and support us and um, look forward to seeing you there.
2: Peace.